Hello again, it's Gail Cameron. Today we're going to be interviewing one of our resident psychologists, Renelle Hadi. Renelle is an industrial psychologist. She's also a Baron practitioner. That means she's an emotional intelligence coach and she has been coaching with us for over a decade. And the results have been amazing because in many ways, emotional intelligence does form the foundation of the rest of the coaching programs. Emotional intelligence has become really important for success, not only in your personal life, but also in business. Tell us a little bit more about what is emotional intelligence? Well, in a nutshell, it's the ability to recognize and understand your emotions so you can manage them better, both in terms of how you engage with the world and how you engage with people which ultimately enables you to function optimally in all contexts. So why is emotional intelligence so important, especially in business? At this point in time, when uh, things are so difficult and life in general is so stressful, we really need emotional intelligence or the skills which are encompassed within emotional intelligence to, to cope both to look after ourselves and look after the people with whom we work. When we are stressed, we are constantly under siege by negative emotions, whether we're aware of them or not. And these have a negative impact on our well-being, both physically and emotionally. We need to learn to be aware of that and how to manage that. So the sort of soft skills become increasingly important and people tend to discount those. And the worst comes out in situations where we're under pressure. As a baron practitioner, can you tell us a little bit more about the instrument? What does it measure? Why is it important? It is a tool which is very closely structured around the original construct, if I can call it that. So it's very true to what emotional intelligence is. That isn't to discount a lot of the other tools which are available. The depth of information one can draw from the bar on makes it a wonderful exploratory tool. <clears throat> Whereas there are no, while there are a number of other tools out there, a lot of them are almost um, context-specific um, or focused in a particular area, if you like. It's a very complex construct, and the bar on is it's nuanced in terms of your interpretation of the tool. So one can use it to understand life in a number of different contexts or different ways. And every engagement with a client is different. We know it measures your intrapersonal competence, which is basically how you know yourself and how you can regulate those emotions. Mm. And it also measures, you know, how we relate to other people. So we, we have a lot of clients who have issues in the interpersonal area. So what are the areas where it can really add a lot of value? It all boils down to your ability to engage with your own emotions because unless you are able to understand your own emotions or manage your own emotions, you're not going to be able to engage optimally with the people around you. So that is, for me, one of the best places to start because that also creates understanding in terms of why you might have difficulty engaging with certain people or forming bonds or relationships. So the, the beautiful thing about EQ also is the understanding snowballs and we start growing in one area and that impacts another area. So there's the starting point, I would say, is emotional self-awareness. And that applies across the board. So if we can 
work on that or create insight, it's then easier to work on the other areas. Empathy or the ability to understand other people's emotions also is rooted in your ability to understand your own emotions. And it's that ability to read other people's emotions, but also respond, which is the basis of building relationships. When did emotional intelligence first make its appearance in South Africa? Well, the construct has been around for a very long time. Goleman is associated with emotional intelligence. He popularized the, the construct. A lot of his evidence was anecdotal, which doesn't make it any less useful or meaningful. Where the baron was recognized as the gold standard, as you call it, was that it was one of the first tools which allowed us to measure emotional intelligence in a, in a, in a scientific way. The, the theoretical basis of the baron is very strong and one of the big uh, advantages is that it's been extensively validated in South Africa. So we've got an awful lot of South African data. How does one go about being assessed on the baron? One would have to engage with someone who has been trained to use the tool for a start. And it's a simple process of completing an online assessment and then engaging in a feedback process. There are reports available, but I think the most important part of the process is always the one-on-one feedback. It's a far more valuable discussion than reading a report. Now, you've given this feedback thousands of times. Tell us why is that so important and what are the, you know, to be in front of the client and to understand them, why is that important? It's understanding where the client is at for a start and understanding how to give them the feedback in a way that they can process it for a start. Often when we're dealing with people with low EQ, it's getting them to understand the construct, the relevance of the construct, and even to unpack their own emotions where we are dealing with things like lack of self-awareness is a process which has to be sensitively handled. Now, you've always said that the self-awareness is crucial to yes. emotional intelligence. Can you tell us a little bit more about what it is and you know, how would one go about developing it? Emotional self-awareness is something ideally we should develop as a natural process of curiosity about ourselves and about the world around us and why we respond the way we do, why we engage with the world we do the way we do. There are exercises one can undertake to develop your emotional self-awareness. It's really about having the courage often to recognize your emotions. Your emotions mean something. On an evolutionary level, we develop the ability to experience emotion before we learn to think. Um, that's an evolutionary fact. Our emotions still play a critical part in how we respond to the world around us on an instinctive level. We've learned how to think about our emotions, and that's the power of EQ, understanding EQ, because it enables us to make choices. So we're no longer at the mercy of our emotions or regulated by our emotions per se. We understand the importance of self-awareness. What other competencies do you believe are crucial to this process? With self-awareness, hopefully we're able to develop self-compassion. That's not necessarily a construct which is part of EQ per se, but it's built into self-regard, learning to understand and accept ourselves, accept our own vulnerabilities, which enables us to engage 
better with people, to connect better with other people. So as I said before, it's the intrapersonal competencies in terms of understanding yourself, understanding how the way you engage with the world determines the response you get from the world and from people around you. And then engaging with people in a constructive way, which automatically oils the process in terms of dealing with all those difficult situations we encounter in life. We know that today resonant leadership can drive the collective emotions of a team you know, to a positive realm, mm. to add economic value. And we know resonant leaders are generally positive, they're optimistic, they like people, mm. they catch people getting things right. And it, it has a very positive impact on an organization. But we're also aware of the dissonant leaders who are negative, cynical, abrasive, catch people doing things wrong. And they create environments in which teams dive or fail. How would one go about developing empathy in a leader who is a dissonant leader? It depends what the lay of the land looks like in terms of their basic EQ, whether we're dealing with someone who has an understanding of their own emotions, whether we're dealing with someone who has acceptance or tolerance of their own emotions, their own vulnerabilities, and when they, if they can deal with that in their relationships with other people. Also learning to helping people understand what the impact is of the way they engage with the world. Unfortunately, sometimes there's pathology involved, in which case it makes the job um, very difficult. But if we can create insight and understanding, then that allows the individual to at least make a choice in terms of how they choose to engage with their team. What are the building blocks of EQ? Self-awareness. And that is a, a process we engage in throughout our lives in terms of, of exploring who we are and managing our own growth. With that insight... I think we have the platform then to practice emotional intelligence. It's the skills, they're, they're skills, they're practical skills. So one actually has to go out there and, and do it. We can't, you can't think about it. So if you want to build your relationships, one has to consciously make an effort to understand how to do that and to engage in more positive ways. We constantly learning and experimenting on a daily basis and when we get positive feedback or the the outcome we want it motivates us to repeat a behavior so the building blocks of eq are interlinked there it's complex there's no linear relationship to repeat what i said before i think if we're able to get a handle on our own emotional lives engage better with people because we are we exist in a social context then we are in a better position to deal with stressful situations, life events, and to support each other through that process. Why has EQ become so important for business today? It's, I think, a sign of the times in terms of the world becoming a whole lot more competitive, having to optimise team performance, get the best out of every situation. It's very competitive, and with that comes the stresses associated with that conflicting demands on many fronts having to learn to manage all those emotions and generally the stress of our modern environment these are things everyone has to learn to juggle tell us a little bit about the hallmarks of good eq and how can we notice them in others someone who is able to regulate their own emotions who engages with other people in a constructive way 
I think we can recognize that in a leader who is calm, supportive, and that doesn't necessarily mean someone who is a soft or a Mr. Nice guy all the time, but someone who's able to handle themselves in an exemplary way and engage with other people, bring the best out in other people. If we're talking in a in a business context, generally, I think the hallmarks of emotional intelligence in life are being able to we're living a successful life, life if if we can call it that being able to build happy relationships, deal with life's ups and downs and in a, in a survive life's ups and downs. So we deal a lot with clients in financial services and many of those people have difficulty in expressing their emotions. How would one go about developing that? Getting them to first recognize their emotions and practice exp- expressing their emotions because, as I said, it's through engaging with the, or building these practical skills and understanding the benefit that we are motivated then to change our behavior. Now, you've been, you know, coaching people in emotional intelligence for more than a decade. Are there any experiences that you can think of that were very rewarding where you were able to note the change in the candidates and watch them go on to live a successful life? I can think of a number of incidents as you speak. I think talking about watching people go on to lead a successful life. Uh, at Image Excellence, we work as a team and I think it's often a, it is a team effort. My work often comes in at the in the early stages in terms of exploring where a person's at and what their skill set is. Even at that early stage, I've had a number of, of memorable experiences. One of those experiences was a feedback session where a grown man broke down and said to me, I thought there was something wrong with me. He didn't understand why he felt the way he did or even what he was feeling and why things kept happening in his life. So that was very humbling when the lights go on for someone. And any other experiences you would like to relate to our listeners? Seeing a person grow, which is what happens through the coaching process. It's a, it's a process. So there's no one intervention which necessarily changes a person's life. It's, it's a step-by-step process. So seeing someone come through the coaching process with a new perspective and, and the skills necessary to rebuild or change their lives is what keeps us doing what we do. Thanks, Ronald. I know you do amazing work with, with our clients Would you provide our listeners with some guidelines on emotional intelligence? What could they go and do or be aware of right now to raise their EQ? Be curious about yourself. Try and understand why you engage with the world the way you do. What are the patterns in your life? Why is it like that? Because it means something. Thank you so much, Renal, for being here. And also just thank you so much for the contribution that you make change the lives of our clients. Emotional intelligence rules. You've been listening to another episode from the Solid Gold Podcast Studios.